With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Screen Heroes episode 125. I am Derek, one of your regular weekly hosts. I have my other two lovely hosts with me. Ryan. Hello. And Ray. Hi. We're not regular. Well, I am. I eat a lot of fiber. Oh, okay. That's fair. I don't. Okay. All well, right. That's a problem. Well, and this has been Screen Heroes. Um, <laughs> and we have a uh, returning guest on tonight's show. We do. Barry. Oh. I You've been on before. I have. It's been a while. It has. Sadly. Do you remember what the episode was? So the last time something was, ranking something, I feel like. Was it ranking, it? like, Justice League members? Yeah, with Batman. That, Batman yeah. was a guest, I think. Batman made I couldn't make help. it. I couldn't make it on that one, but Batman filled in for me, if I remember right. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But he little, also little joined bias. us for our MCU rewatch earlier this year. Oh, we oh, ranked okay. Iron Man. Right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, right. awesome. So we are going to be doing the MCU today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of news first, but then we will be ranking all 20 existing MCU films. So that's Marvel Studios, Cinematic Universe movies only from Iron Man through Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's mainly what we'll be doing. So let's talk news first. Um, I guess the big big stuff going on is Movie Pass is just imploding on itself. So broke. Um, last weekend, people found out that they couldn't use the app because uh, they ran out of money. MoviePass completely ran out of money to purchase tickets. Uh, if you don't know how it works, basically you use their app to get your ticket, right? And that ticket is purchased through their funds. They're basically buying the ticket for you. So they ran out of money and couldn't buy tickets, which meant you couldn't get any tickets. Um, since then, they have money again, but they're increasing the fee to $15, $14.99 a month. Um, and they are limiting the new releases and blockbusters that you can see. So opening weekends for stuff like, for example, Mission Impossible Fallout, probably never going to happen again. Um, so but other companies are competing now, including AMC Theaters. So that's a pretty big... Yeah, yeah. And uh, A-List, AMC's, is actually ahead of schedule. It's got more subscribers than they were uh, projecting at this point mm-hmm. in time. Uh, I think it's 175000 right wow. now, and they wanted uh, 500000 after the first year of it being a thing. So they're It's well great away. for us because AMC is huge locally. Right. So, you know, we get, if we wanted to do that, it would be a great, great thing, mm-hmm. easy to use. We have theaters to choose from. Maybe not in other parts of the country. It might not be so well-received. But... From what I understand, there aren't restrictions to that one, like right. the word movie pass. You can go to any movie any format mm-hmm. which is brand great. new release yeah, yeah. imax 3d so, imax 3d whatever i mean the only restriction is you get uh, for a list you get up to th- up to three movies a week so you could see the same movie all three times if you wanted to uh, and movie pass had some restrictions about duplicate showings um you know so yeah if, if you're a person who can somehow see more than 12 movies a month and there's more than 12 movies a month to see then i guess that's something that you'd have to struggle with 
I think I'd be okay. Yeah. I mean, I only see about 25 movies a year in theaters, which sounds like a lot, right? That feels like a lot. But that would only be maxing out two months of A-list, so. One every couple weeks and two yeah. weeks vacation. There you go. I don't know. Ray, what do you think? Oh, I think movie pass bit off more than they can chew. They charge too little. They promise too much. And uh, they couldn't keep their their customers either. So I, I think AMC did a great thing just watching them kind of bomb this subscription service and then one-up them and do it better. So it was a smart calculated move on amc's part and i'll probably buy into it yeah but to credit movie pass like they were the first ones and they were the right one that opened the, the, you know the floodgates for other people to come in which is not really floodgates right now but probably with amc's success it wouldn't surprise me if bnb and cinemark and these other theater chains started their own versions of the program mm-hmm. um and you know that Potentially would have never happened if MoviePass hadn't been a thing and there had been interest in something like that. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of like a subscription model like we have with a lot of our subscription networks today, like you know, Netflix boxes. and stuff. Um, All the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, MoviePass, I remember when they, when they announced it, it was going to be, it was like 7 or eight ninety nine a month. And I just thought that that was just insanely cheap. You had to go to, if you went to one movie a month, you could save money. Mm-hmm. Right, depending on what type of theater you had, you know, around you, um, AMC you have to go at least twice, right? So they're, I guess, they're going to be, you know, banking on you maybe not doing that. But the other advantage that AMC has here that I, a lot of people may not be aware of is the theaters make most of their money off of the food, right? right. Movie Pass didn't have a way to do that. Movie Pass only had their subscriptions. AMC, you can go and see a bunch of movies. They're going to make their money off of all the soda and popcorn and candy that you buy. More movies you see. More junk food you buy. Well, I think MoviePass knew that and was banking on the fact that theaters would be like, you're bringing us in more people and mm-hmm. we're getting more concession sales, so here's a kickback. Mm-hmm. That was originally why But all this the whole theaters were pissed that this outside company was coming Mainly in. AMC was the yeah. big, most outspoken <laughs> one. But they were like, we're going to actually not accept MasterCard anymore if, if you guys don't yeah. fix this because all your cards are MasterCard and then we don't have to take movie pass cards you know i don't think they would have ever actually gone through with that but they were threatening things like that and they did uh, push movie pass out of their most uh high volume theaters in la and chicago uh, i think it was their top three theaters didn't accept movie pass at all um and i mean i guess if you're as successful as amc and you look at your top three theaters are you gonna lose any business if you don't let movie pass in there probably not right um, well, it's not about losing business, it's about gaining business. That's what MoviePass was trying to do for them, is bring more people, more asses in the seats, so to speak, and more popcorn and soda to those asses, and hoping that AMC yeah. would give them the money back. Didn't work out that way, but, but AMC is good for the movie theater companies. They'll be able, If they do their own thing, and you have a theater you like, like say you like B&B theaters, and, you know, then you can How buy their subscription <laughs> service, and you, they get... They make extra money, you save money, uh, and I mean, it works out for both people. You have more money to spend on concessions because you're saving money on tickets. Yeah. Like it's a win-win for both people, and I think that it's going to be good in the future. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get A-list at some point here. I see enough movies that it'll probably be worth it more months than not. I'm sure I'll try it so. at some point and see how it works for me, and if I like it, then maybe I'll stick with it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other news. Uh, we finally have a release date for the new Sabrina TV show on Netflix. I'm just going to point this out. 
mirror question. Feel free to reject it completely. Rejected. Next. Were you really that, like... I don't even know what this is. Built up in anticipation over this? What's Sabrina? Is it Sabrina the Teenage Witch? It is, but it's a darker take on the show. Did people want that? Like, is that a thing? I mean, yeah. Okay. I guess I haven't seen the outcries of people going, I need a dark Sabrina the Teenage Witch, please, with more cat that wants to kill people or something. I don't... I feel feel like I was set up here. Because we discussed the news topics before the episode. No, you mentioned news topics. I looked at Sabrina and went, I have no idea what this is, but Derek wants to talk about it, so whatever. So you just said, okay. Yeah, exactly. Sabrina comes from the Archie comics, and Riverdale is doing really well with an adult, mature theme. TV show right now, so CW looked to the comics, and Sabrina is a dark comic now. She yeah. is... So this is not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This I mean, is... she will be I mean, teenage. it is. And she will be okay. a witch. But it's right. Sabrina the Teenage Witch played by a 25-year-old having sex we'll in her CW. parents' house and casting like spells. I mean, Melissa yeah. Joan Hart wasn't a teenager, was she? Was she was not. Like... She wasn't Clarissa. <laughs> well, right, but she that was... was, yeah, that was, she was much younger than Clarissa. She was. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a thing. Glad we talked about it. Well, so I it am waiting for the dark, gritty reboot of Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't wait. All the Archie all right. comics. I'll watch Sabrina by myself then. I Wasn't can that Blank it. Check? Wasn't that a movie called Blank Check? Was the dark, gritty Richie Rich? No. Oh, goodness. Which one was the one with Sinbad? <laughs> Where he protects the president's kid? That yeah. one, yeah. Wow. First, okay. first kid. Get, nailed it. <laughs> it was called first Anyway, kid. what was next on the news? Uh, well, I didn't give the date yet. Nobody October cares. 26th for anybody like me who's somewhat interested in the, in the concept. Just Is in time. the All three of you. reboot coming this so fall much. as well? That I'm not sure about. So you want to know about one witch... But not well, other witches. I never watched Charmed. I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch because okay. I liked Melissa Joan Hart. Charmed will be on the same day on the CW that Supergirl is. Nice. Okay. I'm going to watch it. Supergirl will wait, be wait, wait. in. You're going to watch Charmed, but it's weird that I want to check out the new Sabrina show? I never said that. Look, I wanted to know. These are adult know, witches. You're talking about a teenage witch. I wanted to know if you were really that... I guess, involved. I mean, it's not like I said it was my most anticipated show or anything. you said, (laughs) you just framed it as, we finally have a release date. And I'm like, oh my. Yeah, like he's been anticipating this release date They've been talking about the show for a while, so I just, you know. Are you likewise anticipating the uh, reboot of She-Ra? No. Well, I was just wondering. I'm trying to see. I never watched. Well, I never watched She-Ra. I just want to know where the bar is set. So... I, I'm always interested if they're going to reboot a show that I watched. I never watched She-Ra. I'm not disinterested, but it, it's not going to grab my attention the way, like... Ryan and I are going to yeah, watch we'll it. Watch that. And that's <laughs> totally fine. When they do the He-Man spinoff, I'll watch that, too. I have no oh, problems. Oh, man, I hope they just make <laughs> it, like, a yeah. longer show. Like, it just, it goes from 30 minutes to an hour, and it's, like, half He-Man, half She-Ra. Do, like, a buddy cop comedy. Power, yes! <laughs> it's a Power of Grayskull hour. That's right. And watch that. Awesome. They could do like a Wonder Twins thing. Is there some more news? Do you want to chance it? Shazam Gate 2019. We haven't talked about that. Sure. What happened? happened? I didn't think so. You have been calling it 2018. Well, it's release date is 2019. But it's still 2018. Okay, it's still 2018, but still nothing happened. So either one of those Shazam Gates, 
Not much. No news. Um, <laughs> the news is that you changed yeah, it to 2019. Then I changed it to 2019 based on release date. So everybody uh, change your hashtags. <laughs> All those millions of people. Exactly. Uh, trending out there. Uh, Zack Snyder did confirm some Robin and I stuff saw this. for his plan. So that was not Jason Todd it who Joker killed. It was Dick Grayson, which, I mean, is interesting. Odd choice. Um yeah, I mean, I don't really... By the way, Zack Snyder, none of us care anymore. I care. It is interesting to hear what his it vision was, but... in 2016. But... Move on. I'm very interested to know what his intentions were for a canceled thing. You're never curious when a show gets canceled before it's supposed to end, like, what might have happened? No. You want to know why? Because there's that scene in Big Bang Theory where Sheldon calls up the creator of Alphas. The creator tells him what he has in store... And then Sheldon is pissed. Like, no. That's just stupid. Yeah, I, I'm well, good. Look, I'm Star, good. If Star it's Trek, canceled or if it's ended, Here we go. Whatever. How many minutes? Star Trek minutes. Enterprise. Not Star bad. Trek Enterprise went off the air in 2005. And they butchered and, it. And people are still talking, myself included, about what that fifth season was supposed to look like and some things they were supposed to do. I find it interesting to know what the creators had in mind. You know, if... if there weren't, you know, profits involved and you could just make the content you wanted to make, what would we have seen? And I think that's interesting. Fair enough. That's all. And I'm not saying that I, I'm not one of those people who are out there like release the Snyder cut. I'm not one of those people, but I am curious to know what he had So you don't want to see the Snyder cut? The Snyder cut doesn't exist. But if it did? Then just like I'd like to see the full Blu-ray releases of the original Star Wars before the special editions, yeah, I'd watch so it. So you are you are a Snyder Cut supporter then? So, supporter? Sure. It. Yeah, I'm a supporter it. of movies. There I like go. to watch movies. Nailed it. If somebody wants to make a movie about my favorite superheroes, I would like to watch it. It's a very controversial statement, I know. Yes, it is. I'm a supporter of you? scrubbing that whole movie from my mind. Fine. Like Eternal Depends Sun Shining that. Speaking of superhero controversy, do you want to talk a bit about James Gunn? Oh my god, cool. so they all released a beautiful statement supporting him and asking to they have him reinstated. They all being the cast of the Guardians. Yeah. yeah, yeah, everybody. Vin Diesel, Palm Clemente, Bradley Cooper. Can I like say this. that the thing that stood out to me the most about that was their signatures are all beautiful. <laughs> Especially Dave Bautista. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that signature is, like, you couldn't make a whole clothing line just but based he, on that signature. He was a pro wrestler. You have to get good at that stuff, I you guess. know? Wow. Anyway, that was not <laughs> the most important thing on that. I'm sorry it, it was significant, though. Like, it, it rivaled the Declaration of Independence, how beautiful <laughs> it was. It's right? way more beautiful than the signatures on the Declaration of Independence. Absolutely. Wow. Well, they knew how to spell their own <laughs> That's names. true. Like, That's a big plus. Most of the founding fathers were illiterate. Um... Where is this going? James Gunn, continue. It was just a beautiful statement. And because of it, because of the outcry from fans, Disney is seriously considering reinstating him as the director. Rachel, do you think that they should reinstate him as a director? So I I talked a long time about this last time because I was very conflicted. I know, these things have changed a little bit. We have the statement yeah, and stuff absolutely. like Absolutely. I, I just want to point out that as of last week, knowing all the information, I was on board with them rehiring him. I think they should do it. I think he should take the job. And I think it would be a huge move in a world of social media mob mentality to show some humility for Disney to say, hey, we, we jumped the gun on this <laughs> by firing a gun. Um, and Sean Gunn 
and James Gunn, the two of them have, you know, apologized for previous comments. James Gunn has, you know, scrubbed his Twitter and he apologized multiple times. I think he deserves the redemption because the man he is today is not the same man he was in 2011 when the last horrible tweet was released. So, Yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned last week I didn't think Disney would bring him back. That doesn't mean that I, I wouldn't still be don't okay think with it. They will. Like, yeah, like, they I'm have money that they, they don't do. care about humility. They'll just make a different movie to replace the Guardians franchise, and that'll be that. I don't think they like. Oh. I don't think it's about humility at this point for them. I don't think they want to admit to the world that they may have, you know, made a mistake. Well, right? That, that's not. That's why I think they should do it. I'm. I didn't say. I think they will. Right. I think they should. That's all. I will be surprised if they do. You Me know. Too. But uh, you know, this this whole thing is continuing. Uh, Ryan Johnson, who did the the Last Jedi. Uh, deleted over 20,000 tweets, which everyone is now saying is super suspicious. I actually don't think it's suspicious at all. I think he paid for one of those services that deletes tweets that are X number of days old, and it was a, that number of tweets, just in case that there was one thing out there that he had said 10 years ago that people wouldn't like today, right? Because um, who's got the time to, to scrub through 20,000 tweets for something that may not even be there? Yeah. You know, um, it's just... You never, you never know. You don't. I mean, I've been on Twitter for over ten years now. I don't remember every tweet I've ever said and, and what was in or out of context. You know, um, ten years ago, I made really callous jokes. I used "gay" as a simil, uh Less disappointing. Synonym for stupid. I can say I've never done that. I did. It was callous and it was hurtful, and I've grown and I know better now. Now, when I say that's really gay. My friends and I are talking about, you know, gay and not stupid, and I feel better about it. So, um, okay. You don't think it's better. <laughs> I think the lesson here is if you're in the public eye or thinking that you might be in the public eye, be very, very wary of what you post. Yeah, pretty much. It can come back and bite you in the backside. So that's happening. That's where things are with Guardians 3, at least. Um, is there any other news you guys want to cover before we move on to our did, main topic? Do you guys see the second Venom trailer that released? It did release today? a Venom yeah. trailer today. I did not watch it yet. That's too bad. It's very it confusing. Is, yeah. But, it's confusing, but it looks pretty cool. Why, why is it confusing? Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's just some... If you know the character, it's just... I don't know. I feel like it's a weird take on a character that I thought was just a villain, and they're trying to make him a good guy, and he still seems kind of like a villain. In He's the trailer. an anti-hero, right? I guess. But, I, like, the Punisher's an anti-hero, and this guy is, like... I guess you don't see villains or anti-heroes very often in cinema that are monsters, essentially, you know? Because he is, uh, for all intents and purposes, just a giant monster right. when he's Venom. Um, and also, the voice is really hard to understand, for me, anyway. Well, that's not again, Tom it's Hardy. for Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, it's... Did anybody else have that problem? Yeah. Okay. Bit, yeah. I was really struggling in the scene in the gas station. Like, some of it... I, I could figure it out, but it took me... It wasn't like I was understanding when I'm talking to you. Right. It was like, I had to actually think about what was being said. Well, they had another voice actor, and then, of course, Tom Hardy read the lines, and then they just put them together so it sounded more that's... demonic. And I really just wish they would have gotten a different voice. Yeah. Like, I always just want the guy from Candyman to voice every demonic creature ever. That's and fine. I, I think it would have been like just a different voice. Yeah, I want to be able to understand my main characters. That was one of my biggest complaints about Dark Knight Rises was that it was hard to understand Tom Hardy in the theater. Um, 
you know, because they had to overdub his voice a couple of times. So yeah. I don't want that to happen again because I like Tom Hardy. <laughs> As of this trailer, it was hard to understand for me. That's a shame. Which, yeah. It, I mean, the Venom dialogue, you know, you want to know what this monster is saying and thinking and... Well, he's your lead. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he's not the protagonist, but he's, like, the lead. He's half of the lead, anyway. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the titular well, character, anyway. Well, and they're basing it loosely on Venom Lethal Protector, if you guys yeah. have read that miniseries. If you haven't, I would strongly recommend that you do. It's actually a very, very good series of books. But and it might actually help explain a little bit of why Venom exists without that tie to Spider-Man, too. Because they don't really go into Spider-Man too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if, if we're to believe all the publicity, this is not connected to Spider-Man at all. Of course, that could just be to throw well, unless off. you Unless you ask the Sony people, and then they say, yes, it's in the MCU. And Kevin Feige <laughs> sits in the corner and goes... <laughs> but the trailer starts off in association with Marvel, so... Well, that's because well, they're banking comics. on a name. Well, no, that's Mar- it is in association with Marvel Comics. Right, but showing that you're... But, banking on the name or because everybody knows marvel but and most they people had to don't do that. know they've had to do that they for have. spider-man and x-men and all that before. but i think it's not new it's not that they have to do that i think that they're doing that because it's you know right now it's money you know yeah I not guess. everybody knows that all the studios are separated no so i know like, I, I guess oh, i just i cool. think i'm pretty sure the the earlier marvel flicks the x-men's and they stuff did. had to do that too i think but you know. So I, I think now I don't think I think it's less of a have and more like let's you know. I mean maybe who you knows. Know. In any case, know. it can't hurt them having that. <laughs> right, movie, right, right, right. All right. Well, we are going to yeah. move on then to our main topic, which is ranking the MCU all twenty films. So before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and then we will do our ranking. Hey guys, it's Derek of Red Shirts and Runabouts, the Heroes Podcast Network's dedicated Star Trek podcast series. Join us every Friday for new episodes covering everything from Star Trek Discovery all the way back to Star Trek The Original Series. We talk Star Trek news, review episodes, talk top lists like our favorite ships and characters, and we even pitch some of our own ideas like what we think a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie could look like. So don't miss an episode by subscribing today. Live long and prosper. All right, and we are back. So... Ranking the MCU, there are 20 movies that we need to get through for this list. Um, before we begin, are there any rules or context for this ranking that anybody wants to throw out there? Yes. You all have to do this podcast shirtless. Done. I mean, <laughs> wait. Huh? Well, I mean, most of the MCU heroes are shirtless at some point in their movies, so I, I'm assuming that's where her, uh, you know... Yeah. Where the relationship that was, there was going. exactly where it was going this oh, whole God. time. Yeah. I was not aware that there was a physical fitness. <laughs> I'm not well, you signed a waiver, box, so. <laughs> um, anyway. Component no. Um, we're going to talk about subjectivity and objectivity when we do this ranking, you know? These are always controversial. Me and Derek always end up fighting, and sometimes Rachel's on my side, and sometimes not very often she's on Derek's side. It works out better in my favor if I'm on Derek's just for later. Right. Sorry, right? Yeah, once the podcast is over. You know, I will die on a hill, so we'll, we'll see. Well, then let's let's begin. Um, so for those who have not seen it, one of our rankings before, normally we actually start at the bottom at number 20 and work our way up then to yes. you know, number one. And uh, so we are going to be starting with what we believe is 
the worst or least good of the MCU. Um, I think good. worst for at least the well, bottom I mean, look, couple are look, okay. I, I know there are people out there who are of the opinion that they're all different levels of Marvel's good. Marvel's never made a bad movie. Um, and then just one, one stipulation for anybody who may not be aware, we're only talking about Marvel Studios films. So this does not include the X-Men, Fantastic Four, um... Spider-Man before Homecoming. It does include Homecoming. Homecoming will be somewhere on the list. Um, so, just to keep that in mind. No Ghost Rider or Blade. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> no Netflix shows. Uh, yeah, no it's TV just the movies. Shows, right. movies. No David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. Oh, man, that's got to be on the list. Or Dolph Lundgren, Punisher. <laughs> that could be 21. <laughs> no, Dolph Lundgren, Punisher is 21. Nick Fury is 22. All right, so who would like to throw out a nomination for number 20? Iron Man 2 is the worst. Whoa. Thor the Dark World Thor is the Thor the Dark World. <sighs> so this is a tough one for me because I also think it's Iron Man 2. Um, Tiebreaker, en- Denise. I enjoy watching Iron <laughs> Man 2. Disembodied voice. Tiebreaker. See, I Iron know. Man That's not I think Iron Man really? 2 is more watchable than Thor the Dark World. What? Wow. No. Though, but I'm I'm actually I'm actually thinking that I I honestly think that the Hulk is the worst of no. the MCU. Oh no! I I was trying to think like if I if I'm trying to debate between these two, I'm trying to think which one would I rather watch. And I'd rather watch Iron Man two than Thor: The Dark World. Exactly. I'd also rather watch Iron Man two than the Hulk. Okay, um, but we can all agree that we'd rather watch Iron Man two than Thor: The Dark World, except maybe Rachel for whatever reason. Because she has a hill she wants to die on. Hi, Doc Rev. <laughs> okay. So, Thor The Dark World had more redeeming qualities, I feel, than Iron Man 2. I believe that both villains got the shaft on it. Like, That's fair. Malekith and Whiplash got screwed over. That There's a reason why these are both Phase 2 films and Eccleston... And uh, Mickey Rourke hate these projects. Like, there's there's a reason why they, these guys aren't coming back. I want my bird. I know, sweetie. <laughs> um, but I just think that Thor had better action between the London scene, between the fun switching from the different worlds, the uh, scene... With, um, Frigga? Frigga? Freya? Frigga? Uh, she's a Norse god, too. Uh, kicking some ass right before she died. That funeral scene is probably one of the prettiest cinematic scenes in the entire MCU. It was just really gorgeous to watch. So, I think Thor the Dark World is a slightly less on-fire dumpster than Iron Man 2. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is... is fun to watch because really nothing of any importance is no, happening. There's no substance movie. to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get the drunken fight between Tony and Rhodey, which is like again, just kind of fun to watch. You but get the team up fight at the Think end. about what that means though. I mean, Rhodey steals this suit because Tony is being completely reckless. Um, and, you know, so like Tony's not lovable. Rhodey's not really lovable in this one either. So you just kind of hate both of them. Sam Rockwell is the only lovable character he in the movie. Right? right? Like the scene where he's showing all the, the weapons and the ammo and stuff to Rhodey. I love that scene. It's yeah. such a good scene. But like, he's the bad guy, right? Like, okay, I'm sorry. But is he that bad a guy? I mean. But, but that scene is like the 
biggest dick comparing contest <laughs> in the entire MCU. I don't and know about Ant Man and Wasp made a literal size reference. <laughs> like, so come on. Um, come I know on. you have bleeding edge technology in this armored suit, but I'm gonna put guns on it, and that's gonna All make it guns. better. And they weren't even well. That's the kind same of the whole ones. concept of War Machine, isn't it? I mean. He showed him weapons that never appeared on it's the team. It's just a bunch of ammo, really. Um, so, so it, legitimately, though, you guys think that both of those movies are worse than Hulk? Yes. 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 Hulk is Abomination awful. had such a really great storyline. And, uh, you know, aside from the crap on set, like, it's... It's a fun movie to watch. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I like Edward Norton, and even though he oh, wasn't man. as good as Mark Ruffalo is, in this movie, in the context of this movie, he was good. And Roth is Liv a... Tyler was great. Yeah. And, I'm uh, going to play the age card, too. It was a nice like throwback to, or homage a little bit to, the, uh, the television show. There were more references in that movie to what's previously come than I think a lot. Also, coming off the Ang Lee that's, version of the Hulk, seeing well, the Hulk that's, dogs that's, and stuff like that. Redemption. Hang yeah. on a second, though, because that's that's not necessarily fair. Because there aren't old Iron Man and Thor movies to really compare it to. Okay, There's an old Thor movie. Uh, yeah, not it's but not like Hulk. Not like Ang Lee's Hulk. Not, are, there was no uh, TV show as successful as. We are objectively saying. That it's better than Iron Man 2 and Thor The Dark World. Man. All three of us are saying that. You're subjectively saying that. No, I said objectively. But you're not. This is such a messy movie. The CGI is bad. The motion the capture is not bad. The story makes very little sense. And no Why? Way. What? I think the story makes plenty of sense. Okay. All right. Also, if we're just going to say the CGI this. is bad and that puts a movie in the bad ranking, then even movies that came out this year would be afflicted by that. Well, yeah. it's it's part of it, though, right? Because it was it was one of the earlier movies, right? But it looks much worse than Iron Man does that came out around the same time. And I think that's significant. But there's just... Well, Iron from, Man's not even in the discussion right now. If Iron Man isn't in the top five, then I'm no, walking no, 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 right no. now. No, I was comparing the special effects because they came out around the same time. That's that's all. Two I was completely to say. different directors with different budgets. Again, different not, special effects teams. That doesn't make it. An, that's, are you excusing it then that it's okay to have bad special effects in a movie because you have different I, people? I still think the it? story was much better. I mean, I just watched it again a couple weeks ago just because I was like. Morbidly days. curiosity. Yeah, I find that movie to be. Curious it is definitely the most boring of the MCU films. Wow. I disagree. No. No. All right, th- let's go. Let's move on then. So, so what's what's number twenty then? I think the majority of us say Thor: The Dark World. It, it's because two, you said well one and one. Well, he said that he would rather watch Iron, Iron Man, Man two. I would. Okay. So I so take that as that, the Thor the Dark okay, World. But, I mean, fine. if Derek doesn't agree with that. I'm not going to fight it's, this It's difficult because... One is 20, one is 19. We'll just put it that way. It's tough. I like Loki and Thor teaming up together. I think that's fun. I like seeing Thor in London. It makes no sense that nobody else from the Avengers shows up to help London being destroyed. Like, right. I, you've created a cinematic universe. Now it's on you to follow through with that, you know? So, I... I would rather watch Iron Man 2. Okay, so Thor The Dark World is our number 20. Okay. And is, is there an argument to put Iron Man 2 higher, or is 19 a... I'd put it at 19 on my list. Got it. 
Okay. So I want to say that my list was literally I went to this website where you can just pick which one you'd rather watch. I love that. And it's not perfect, but it did come out really close to what what, uh, my actual ranking would be, I think. That That one's tough for me because when we get to some of the the better There were ones that was like, oh my gosh, I can't make this decision. You know, like, there's some that are just not as fun to watch, but they're damn good movies. Right. Right. Okay. So who wants to nominate 18? Hulk. <laughs> really? I'm going to say that I did not have Hulk at 18. I had Thor, the original Thor, at 18. I like the first Thor. I do too. It's bright. It's funny. It's enjoyable. The story is really straightforward. It's not a convoluted mess like a lot of the MCU films are. Um, you know, you're introducing a character who is basically an alien. He speaks completely different. He doesn't understand, you know, our colloquialisms and, and that type of thing. The scale is small. So it makes sense that... The side characters work better in the first film than they do in the second. Darcy is more tolerable, and they know what to do with her. The I don't even remember who directed the second one. That name just completely passes her. It's the only th- director I don't know by name in this whole cinematic universe. But he had no idea what to do with the Warriors 3, with Sif, or with Darcy. He's just like, can I please just focus on Jane and Thor and Loki and I'll get through this? Is Darcy the one that said Mew Mew? Yeah. Yeah, I, she was like the one <laughs> character that I thought was good in that movie. Everybody else was kind of boring and, you know, uh, Jane Foster was boring, boring and, you know. They don't have That love interest was like not believable. The, what is it? Uh, the love interest oh, between love Jane interest. Foster Sorry. and yeah. Thor. Now the chemistry that that casting for the chemistry wasn't very good. I will I will agree. With I was that more for interested sure, in but... Sif. Like she felt yeah, like yeah. there was something there. I was more interested in that than I was in Jane Foster forced romance but with I, Thor. I feel like you know Thor deserves some credit for having to create Asgard number one, which would have been very expensive from a from a budget standpoint to pull off. They had to explain who these characters are, the the why we know their names as being Norse gods, uh, all of the realms. You've got the frost giants involved because you have to know that Loki's a bad guy and why he's a bad guy. There was just so much that they had to do, and the pacing's really good. It's it's a nicely paced film that is not confusing or overly complicated that hits all of the marks that it needed to hit for a character that could have been really corny in a bad way. You know, I'm not gonna fight it that hard to be honest with you. I had Hulk at 17, so I'm. It's not a. I'm not gonna fight real hard for for Thor to well, be there. It wasn't just you. You guys didn't want Hulk at eight at uh, 18 either. So what did you have at 18? Actually, I had Iron Man two at 18. Oh, but I also had Iron Man three at 19 because I'm not yeah. a big fan of Iron Man three. I'm not uh, either. See, I I I think. Iron Man three is not great by any means. That's going to be like coming soon here. I don't like the extremist storyline. That's fair. I absolutely love the PTSD storyline. Yeah. I think it's completely needed representation of um, what people go through after some huge traumatic event, especially war. So I I love that aspect. I had Iron Man three at twelve on my list, so I will I will fight on that one if that's going to be something that's going to be this low. No, I don't want Iron Man three this low either. I think two thirds of it are fantastic, and then the extremist story is not not very good. But I didn't um, like the Mandarin bait and switch. You have Ben Kingsley go all out with Ben Kingsley, like just do it. He doesn't have to be a magician. You can have him be a terrorist, but. So what would you like at 18? Man, like, I don't know. There are so many mediocre sequels. Like, 
Guardians 2 was just meh for me, you know? Ant-Man and the Wasp was meh. Like, well, they're I, not bad movies, but I'm trying well, to Guardians compare 2. and I'm looking at this. like Guardians 2 is not very good. And I love Guardians. Guardians is one of my favorite movies ever. Guardians of the Galaxy but, needs to be in the top five, but Guardians 2 is forgettable. And you know, There were certain parts of it that were... I don't know, that were better than other movies for, like, I mean, Kurt Russell as a villain. Sure, what they did sure. with him was not great. That was a great performance. But Aisha and the Sovereign? Unnecessary. Could have cut out yeah, that They were just thing. trying to get to Adam Warlock. Did you have the, the, yeah. the giant, like, what did he, what, what was he turning into? Just the goo monster over all of these planets throughout the world, and nobody really noticed that it happened on Earth. It's never mentioned. Nothing ever came of that. Um, you know, uh, it's boring. Uh, yeah, the, the music parts of it are boring. Yeah, yeah. the music is not nearly music's as good. Music's not as good. Time. The CGI is not good. The most impressive thing is the way Kurt Russell looks when they de-aged him, <laughs> and that's because his makeup artist is brilliant. <laughs> you know, but like, the intro <laughs> where Baby Groot is dancing around while they're fighting the whole people that, that was, was creative. Great. That was cool. It's adorable, but technically, it's not that good of a scene. It's not well done. The, the green screen work there. I like the concept, and, and I whether the CGI is bad or whatever, it's fine. But I like I like seeing Baby Groot dancing while everybody's getting their asses yes. kicked. Yeah, the concept is funny. I love what came of that. That entire scene took up the majority of the trailer, and I love that two minutes we saw in the first you know twenty minutes of the film, and. Nothing else is spoiled from here on out. Yeah, like, I, that, I appreciate that. Was that was a good move. Um, but you know, with Guardians two though, it's just like the the ending, like Kurt Russell, ego's winning. He has won the day, and then they just have to write him. Uh, so he says one dumb thing too many. This ju- you know this intellect that's beyond anything in the galaxy has to say just one too many stupid insults so peter gets all mad because he insulted his mama and then the movie you mean over. like infinity war where thanos did the same thing and then yeah. peter punches yeah, him or whatever so exactly like that but at least in infinity war it's consistent with what they did in guardians so right like yeah and thanos still won right so like it's it's silly to me. The, the movie, the entire climax of the film is silly. They're flying around that little shuttle getting pelted a thousand times by these ships. It does no real damage at all to this little mining craft that, you know, moves like a scooter, you know. And then that the, the giant Pac-Man thing, like, come on, it's silly. Yeah, that was It's weird. not good. Compared yeah. to what else is in the MCU. I mean, I'm okay so with make, Are you making... A case for Guardians of the Galaxy two to be seventeen over Hulk? No, I think Hulk should be at eight, I think Hulk should be at eighteen and Guardians two should be at seventeen. But I know you guys don't want Hulk at eighteen, so I'm oh, going for my fine. next one. I'm fine. With I could take at Hulk at eighteen. All right, Hulk is Hulk right. is at eighteen. That's fine. So then, yeah, I think Guard I think Guardians two should be at seventeen. So we have twenty yeah. minutes to figure out seventeen. We're, go- we're going over. It's just gonna happen. It's just the way it is. This is gonna be a long episode. G O G T. Maybe we shouldn't have. Talk about Sabrina. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's not kill, let's out. not kill time now, and let's let's keep our talking. So, if it's not Guardians two, what should it be? Well, we've had Iron Man three been brought up before. Thor, Thor has been brought up. I I think that those are fair mixes. See, I, I think that both Iron Man three and Thor are still more significant movies, and that should be taken into account because Guardians two. What of importance actually happens 
in Guardians 2. If Peter Quill actually got he to keep the... He finds out he's a celestial. Yeah. Great. But if he got to keep his powers, then <laughs> it would have been... Maybe he did. We don't know. Like, is he... He, he gave it up. Oh, did he? Well, yeah, he had to give up his light. But, but it's still We're part of it. to him. believe that... Yeah. Sure, but it's but not he like he used it against it. Thanos. When are you going to use it if you're not going to use it against Thanos? Maybe it's something it that Adam Warlock would bring out in, in the third <laughs> yeah. one. Sure, but they haven't done that yet. So we can only go off of the 20 movies we have. This is and true. as of right now, the only thing that Guardians 2 does is make sure those characters are in the right spot, you know, for the next movie. You know, that's it. That's all that it does. I mean, every time I watch it, I dislike Civil War a little bit more. Oh, I, I very much dislike Civil War, but it at least... Is much is more interesting to watch <laughs> and is very relevant to the universe. Like yeah. the things that yeah. the repercussions go through multiple movies. Right, it's more important to the universe as much That's as I fair. dislike it. That's I, it's more important. I'm fine with Guardians two being next. I guess you're making valid points, but uh, again, it was in my lower half. You know, I'm All not right. going to fight it too hard. Guardians two is our number seventeen film. What is number sixteen? Should we revisit Thor? And Iron Man three should we bring in another? This gets tougher, obviously. Age of Ultron, horrible Avengers movie. I, I do like it three. less every time I watch it. <laughs> I like it more every time. Yeah, I, watch I, it. I have really? Avengers: Age of Ultron above the original <laughs> Avengers because I think the original Avengers kind of gets a pass because it's the first time we see these guys all together, and it isn't really that great outside of that. <laughs> well, I, I, the Avengers was a pretty big feat for what it was. What sure. it was, and the the story is pretty coherent. It makes a lot of sense. They're able to bring all these characters together in a very short amount of time. Um, and this, it made sense. Like, it made sense. Yeah. Special effects are pretty damn good throughout the movie. Like, we're, I'm not fighting that Avengers oh, sorry, should sorry. be this low. Okay. I'm saying Got that it. Age of Ultron should not be this low. But. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think Age of Ultron is is better than some of these other ones. Um, I think Age of Ultron's better than Thor. I'd rather watch Age of Ultron than Thor. Yeah, that's fair. Um, let's see. I'm trying. So we've got. I actually have. Like, so I have Thor at 18 on my list and then spider-man homecoming is actually whoa uh, yeah i'm not a huge fan of that one either i forget about that one a lot but keaton is so good keaton is really good but but kurt russell didn't get yeah. a pass from i agree Guardians of the Galaxy too so That's i mean yeah they, just because they cast two of our favorite actors you know is not is not enough um michael keaton did a great job with what he was given but that movie is not very good it's daddy tony stark in most of it and um I mean, it's just not, like, it throws the whole timeline off. Like, I, I know that's a minor thing for a lot of people, but then just don't tell us the, the year. Do do your homework before you yeah. tell us when something takes place, you know? Um, if you don't want us to complain about it, then just don't give us that information, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, estimate, round, give, you know what I mean? Say it was a few years ago, and then we can't complain, right? Um, I'm not sure Homecoming deserves to necessarily be this low, but I do think I'd rather watch Thor than Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> so we're using that criteria. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> what about, what about you guys? I still think Iron Man three is down there somewhere. I do too. I think Iron Man three is very important. It shows that the that the universe has lasting repercussions, which they haven't really been able to do yet. You know, Tony basically sacrificed himself and has to live with that not going through he thought he was gonna die you know and now he's not and he has to come to grips with all that in a bigger universe with aliens not only that i think some of the people overlook because they're so quick to go oh that i'm a comic book reader and they didn't the mandarin thing oh man that's so bad 
but you got to see you got to go to a complete opposite side of a character um that which hasn't been done. Captain America, he's pretty much the same guy just progressing in all these movies. And this one you get to see Iron Man when you take away his suit. What is what is he? Which Cap asks in the Avengers, you mm-hmm. know, the first Avengers movie, take away the suit, what are you? And uh you get to see what he is. He's still a uh genius level guy that can come up with a glove that stuns people, whatever else. Um, you know, and you get to get to see him have to find his way through a situation where he can't just rely on his suits because the suits are not reliable. Um, and I think that's important because, you know, in all these other sequels, save for maybe Thor Ragnarok, you don't really get to see a whole like different, a character comp- with all their, essentially their, their main powers taken away. Yeah. Um, the whole, the hero falling thing doesn't really happen to this level much in the MCU. And it's a great example of that. I think you're right. When he's he's got the suit and the suit's power is basically dead and he's hiding in that garage and he has to figure out a way to, to fix it and he breaks into that into that compound with just like the wrist thing and he has he has no abilities. He doesn't fight like Batman can. Yeah. You know, Bruce Wayne without the bat gear is still an expert martial artist. Tony's just Tony, you know, and he still has the guts to go and do it. It shows I think it shows more about his character than any any other film he's in personally probably i mean do you guys not see that argument at all or is you know well i think the quintessential iron man movie tony stark movie is still the first one sure i wouldn't argue that i'm not saying that the that the original iron man is worse than iron man 3 i'm saying that i don't think that it's lower than you know civil war and some of these other movies Mm -hmm. that i do um, think it might be lower than civil war but not by much I think I think it's a very important film. I think that it's got some really cool scenes. The airplane scene where he's got to like try and save those like ten people or whatever falling out of the plane is super cool to watch. Um, you know, seeing all the suits show up at the end like is a little short, but is still a pretty fun scene. I'm to... looking at this list and I'm comparing it to some of these others, and it feels a little more forgettable than some of these others. Now, granted, to me. And this doesn't mean they're they're bad films, but so does Doctor Strange, and so does Ant Man and the Wasp. So, and I actually have those as my next know? two lowest yeah. uh, <laughs> after Spider Man Homecoming. So, so maybe this is a good spot for Ant Man and the Wasp. It doesn't really do much for the characters. We obviously get to see you know Evangeline Lilly kick ass, like, and and that is probably its most significant thing about the film. The female kicks the most ass in this whole film. So you would rather watch Spider-Man Homecoming than you would watch Ant-Man and the Wasp? No, that's not true. You're right. I would much rather watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. The cast is more fun. Yeah. The writing is more fun. The it's action more is more interesting. just in general. Yeah, that's a very fair point. So maybe it's Spider-Man then. We gotta make a decision. That's fine. Anybody, yeah, anybody are you get... okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm he fine. looks like he's holding I something. Have, I have no, no, I have no movies. I'm going to die on the hill for none okay. of them. There might be. I was going to say there <laughs> might be one, and it's not everybody's favorite, but it's mine, so it's okay. All right, so we're going to put Spider-Man: wow, Homecoming. Okay. At I think that's the, the most controversial part so far. It might wow, be. Yeah. I agree. Um, all right, so now for number fifteen, then Guardians two. We already did Guardians. <laughs> no, we, oh, we did. Oh, right before. No. I'd still put Thor right, out there, but I also have... Uh, I hated it so much I wanted it on the list twice. <laughs> I'd be okay with no, Thor or Ant-Man and the Wasp or Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'd be fine with all three of those there. I'm, I know Ryan's going to hate this, but I want to start... Don't say First Avenger. Out. Yes. 
Mm. I have to nope. sooner. Nope. That's a hill I'll die on too. It's not a great movie. It's not a great movie, but <laughs> it's better than those movies. Um, see, here's here's the thing. I'm not sure that it is. Like Chris Evans is amazing. He is a great cap. He really is. In real life. But like, that movie... He's going to say CG. Give it a second. It's bad, man. Wow. Well, I wasn't going to start there. You weren't going to start there, that's but you're where getting you there. Go. Well, okay, so the CG when they shrink him looks funky the entire time he's little. The uh, blue screen when he's running through the hangar at the end of the movie is some of the worst blue screen I have seen in, in the 21st century in a blockbuster size. What year film. did that movie come out? Same year as Green Lantern. Uh-huh. And also, <laughs> Black Panther came out this year, and I would say the CG is probably around the same uh, level of terrible with that subway fight that they had. Except subway that you have man. two completely CG characters fighting in a way that humans never could. You had Chris Evans running down a warehouse. <laughs> My so, point is that I'm it just... came out X number of years before Black Panther, and they're comparable. If the, so, which, which is a except that one is a realistic war movie where you didn't need bad special effects, and the other is a superpowered feline fight film where you needed CGI. Right, like. You could have had Chris Evans running through an airplane hangar. You could have shot that, but they didn't. They chose to shoot him in a soundstage, and it looked bad. That was a decision they made from a production standpoint that they didn't have to make. You weren't going to throw Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan in a subway and have them fight in cat suits like that. It wasn't going to happen, right? So you have to make those choices. Captain America has bad CGI in places it didn't need. CGI I think blue screens. That, oh. they, I, I wouldn't argue that... I'm not going to ever say that the CG was good, even for the time. <laughs> like, I would never say that. But I think that the redeeming qualities of the movie are uh, enough to make me overlook bad CGIs in a few spots. A huge story. There's Hugo Weaving in a fantastic turn as the Red Skull, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I think he's We're a great guy. I love him as I think he's just as good as Red Skull as Michael Keaton is as Vulture or Kurt Russell is as Ego, right? They are the shining moments in those films for the most part. But a good chunk of First Avenger is just him on stages trying to make money for the war with bail bo- of, uh, war bonds and dancing women. You Which I actually think there like, should have been more of. I no, love that. But, but what the montage we do get is like him with... Um, the interesting part, like <laughs> liberating camps. And, yeah, with, like, with I, I wish that guys. had not like, been a montage and the first one had... Right, like the, the the only real action sequence you get with those guys is the train scene where he loses Bucky, you know, and the 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 biggest parts of the film are not Captain America. They're him trying to sell stuff, looking like an idiot, or him getting pushed around when he's little, and that's all fine. Those are, those shows character. It, it, yeah. it, it, well, that that it that shows... informs the whole character what he becomes when he finally gets his exposure to vita rays and what yeah and we and that's why he gets to be the, the good guy but then the the bail the what keeps saying bail bonds the war bond stuff happens after bail that, bonds though. too probably <laughs> <laughs> the the war bond stuff happens after that and he's on the stage and he gets the, the the you know all the stuff thrown at him by the soldiers it's just it's silly and it takes up a huge chunk of the movie See, i didn't find it silly no not at all I thought it was endearing to his character, and it kind of, you know, I've been a cat fan for for a long time, so you know, maybe that's maybe that's my bias, but I thought that that uh, was a good way to show that he's not Iron Man and he's not Thor. He's he's you know he's not these other characters. He's a wholly good person that was picked, not wholly like H O L. I understand. Okay, he's a good person, and that's like a huge character trait for him is his. Uh, 
how loyal, how good of a person he is, and he always tries to do the right thing. Whereas these other heroes do very questionable things, and, and that's Steve a big Rogers part of would why. have been the person, regardless of the super soldier serum, that would run of, towards the fire. Of course, or jump jump, jumps on the grenade. Or jumps on the grenade. Of course, I'm not. I'm not saying that they wrote Captain America poorly. The character. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that the the movie focuses on certain aspects too long and it becomes kind of boring and loses its way at times as a film, not the character. And if anything, everything you're saying makes me want to put Civil War this low because that is not the same Captain America character that you saw in First Avenger or Winter Soldier. Yeah. So I would rather put Civil War here than the First Avenger. I'm fine Absolutely. with that. I didn't think you guys would let. I had I had Civil War at 13, so I mean it wasn't that much higher than where we are now. I'd rather put Thor here than. Me See, too. but Either Civil War has significant character inconsistencies, convoluted plots, terrible special effects. Motive, I guess motives. how much is the how much is the because you brought up earlier that the relevance to the universe is, is important and something we should take in consideration. This movie has relevance to almost every other hero in the MCU. Is Black Panther's introduction? You're, you're right, but the, I mean, but the, by that logic, an a, an, inter, an, inter, an origin film then is very, very important. Low. So, well, no, or, it'd be very well. That is true, yeah. right? So Thor and First Avenger should be higher because they're introductions. Do we really want to glorify a movie about you know? Hunting down and robbing an elderly man of the chance to buy plums. Like, for real. That's true. You make a good point. All he wanted to do was buy plums. We should not be encouraging beating up the elderly. (laughs) I wonder if you wanted Captain America to handle his plums later on. Civil War War has a ton of problems. They shoehorn Spider-Man in. It's very clear that he's not on set with everybody else. Um, The the airplane... with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian That's Stan. true, you're right, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Tony at Aunt May's house. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the entire airport scene is just silly. They're not actually trying to hurt each other at all. There's one accidental injury that takes place. They're, and he's fine in and, Infinity War. So, yeah, he's he's, fine he's got couple, new legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine a couple movies later. Um, you know, the, the motivation behind your two characters, the whole, are you Team Cap or Team, I, team, uh, team Iron Man? I'm neither of them. They're both awful in this movie. You're Team Black Panther. We're all Absolutely. Team Black Panther. Yeah, he's the only one in the movie who has, like, a head on his shoulders. <laughs> you and know? clear motivation that isn't, like, I don't know, a child, super childish. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, selfish. And he's yeah. still mature enough. Well, it is kind enough. of selfish because it's his dad, but, you know. But it's, he's know. mature enough to realize at the end not to take that revenge. You know, he's he's an intelligent person. Or not person. to let Zemo do it either. Well, right, yeah. But he, that's the thing, he's level-headed, right? He can see, you know, the consequences of these actions if he were to go through with it. Tony and Cap are all over the place doing whatever they want for whatever reason they want and trying to shroud it in some sense of decency and honor and justice when they're really just being spoiled and selfish the entire time. So 15 is Thor and 14 is Civil War, guys? Is that, is that it? Is that what we're... I'm good with that. I'd rather flip the two, but... You know, but no. is that one you're really going to fight for? Not really. Okay. I mean, really, in the middle here is... It's like, are you really going to fight for one place for this movie? <laughs> you know? Just throw it, just throw it out there. Alright, so 15 is, Th- is Thor, 14 is Captain America Civil War. And now we are on... Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Would I... be the next couple in that, in my opinion. Yeah. Or Avengers 2 or Iron Man 3. Those have all been mentioned so far and we shouldn't, you know, it should. Them. It should probably be Doctor Strange. And the reason is that... 
while visually it's pretty stunning and they and did, it did an some crazy job. stuff that yeah has like, not been replicated it's super impressive yeah um and benedict cumberbatch was fine the villain is not good at all the, the ending is terrible right the resolution is super cheesy and kind of a like they I, whitewashed the crap out of the ancient one and gave a really crappy reason for doing it <laughs> uh yeah it's a good point too i, I kind of forgotten about that um Tilda Swinton is, you know, just one of God's most creative creatures, but she didn't belong in that role. She really didn't. That's fair. She could have been Cassilius. Nobody would have cared. Right? <laughs> it's just there's there's not that much going on that seems to be that interesting. Um, you know, he's... You know, Strange is obviously an important character, not and is, I think, a much better character in Infinity yeah. War. Uh, you know, but even in uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok, he was yeah. a better character too. But <laughs> but that doesn't make this movie better for no, me. No, but it also in, introduces the Time Stone, which is significant to the universe. Which is why I would put it this high, considering is, Avengers: Infinity War. He is the only one to make his main villain rage quit. <laughs> right but that's not really a great like cinematic fun. no it's interesting it is unique as far as writing goes and we hadn't seen it in, in any superhero movie because nobody wants to watch somebody doing the same thing 15 times and then the villain going okay i guess i'm done <laughs> right like well, he also yeah. creates by his own actions his next probably his next villain mm-hmm. as well yeah but we probably, don't know that we yet. don't know that yet. yeah we can't we can't say, say that yet probably we don't know. We don't even know when we'd be getting it. Also, already done something too. bad. So. Dormammu was like built up to be this, you know, awesome villain, and then all that ending. That ending yeah. is super anticlimactic for yeah. a villain that should be really like big in the universe. True. You know, they kind of minimalized. So the argument for Doctor Strange is very pretty, and <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is awesome. The argument against it is the villain. Both villains suck. Tilda Swinton shouldn't have been that that character. Doc Rev in chat also uh, had some things to say about it. He said that the villain and ending Doctor Strange sucked. Yeah, and let him down. And he's Doctor Strange he's is one of his favorite characters. So our, he's our yeah, he's yeah. backing us up. And yeah, the fact that he loves Doctor Strange and you know yeah. still can admit that there were things that were bad about that movie. You know, I mean it's it's tough because I like watching it because of the visuals. But that doesn't make it a, a better movie. It just makes right. it a more visually pleasing movie. Are you eating special brownies or anything before you start watching? Because I feel no, like... No. Oh, okay. I haven't done that. Um, you know, next trip to Colorado. Ant-Man <laughs> <laughs> and the Wasp kind of suffers from the exact same things. Villain is forgettable. And it did, but I think useless. I would rather watch Ant-Man. That's, that's the tough but part. I would rather because... watch it because, I mean... I think it's funny. Part. Like, I like Paul Rudd. I, I mean, they're... Those aren't really great reasons to put it too much higher than where it would be right now. But if we're going off watchability, I would rather watch Ant-Man and the Wasp than I would Doctor Strange. All right. Personally. I guess at this point they can be interchangeable. That's fine. Yeah. But which one would you rather watch? Right now, if you had to go home and... You know, Denise put a gun to your head and said you have to watch these two movies. Well, I couldn't watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'd have to go to the theater. It's true. Um... <laughs> wow. It's 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 six months from now, and he's got the Blu-ray at home. And <laughs> I think I'd still rather watch Doctor Strange. Okay, Rachel. I think I actually might want to watch Doctor Strange. I'm not quite sure. I only saw Ant-Man and the Wasp 
once. I've seen Doctor Strange like three or four times now, so I don't know. Maybe it's the familiarity of it. I'm kind of with you just because I think I think Doctor Strange is a more interesting movie overall. Like he's learning these mystic arts. It's all about magic. Ant-Man the Wasp has some significant problems that we haven't discussed yet. For example, being able to breathe in the quantum realm. Don't know how that would work. Um, how do you survive without a food source? There's, yeah, there's nothing to eat down there, right? Like Maybe there's... she kills and eats the tardigrades. Well, so I thought, you know what I really thought <laughs> was going to happen? I thought time wasn't up. passing, and I thought she was going to show back up in, as her young unaged. self. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, well, you're not really breathing, right? Because you're not actually metabolizing. It's time is, is still there. So that's how you get around it. But she aged. Yeah. So somehow she's surviving and you're breathing without oxygen when you're smaller than oxygen molecules. So... Well, he did that in the first movie too. But he had a suit, right? Like when you're wearing the mask, like there's a certain amount of oxygen in the suit. But is at there? some point, yeah, like they, they talk about that when he's underwater in, in the in the river, right? Like there's oxygen in the suit, but at some point you run out of that. And that aside for a minute, Michael Douglas just isn't wearing anything. <laughs> uh, Pim, Pim's not wearing anything when he, when he goes down there to meet her. So even if it's like a filtration system of some kind, he's thrown it to the wind anyway. Well, maybe um, in the quantum realm, you know, like oxygen is like bigger. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe there's an abundance of oxygen in but the But they, they, they're smaller than the molecules. Ryan, do you have any? I don't care about that that enough to argue about it. Like, we're talking about two movies that I have on my list. You I know, care more that Ghost sucks. 14 and 15. So I like <laughs> Ghost, but I wish we got would have gotten more. But I like her activities. I liked her uh, fight scenes and stunts and stuff, but I just thought like her motivation was lacking. And shrinking they... the building is still silly. Yeah, there was a lot of silly things in it. Sure, I mean, I, but the humor and whatnot offsets it for me to where I would rather rewatch that than rewatch Doctor Strange. I feel like once you've seen Doctor Strange once, unless you're going in just for the visuals, it, you know, you've seen what you need to see, and you know. There's, there's the humor is not there. private. It's like going to bat for you right now, man. Like... <laughs> wow. Thanks, Doc. I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, the, the Ant-Man and the Wasp is a is, is a fun flick, but there's just some significant consistency well, problems. Guardians of the Galaxy Two was a fun flick. No, I thought it was kind of boring. Oh, well. um, let's not get back on yeah. that. Yeah. So I say we put Ant-Man and the Wasp here. Sure, I'm, I'm fine with that. I have. I have Doctor Strange above Ant-Man and the Wasp on my list. Okay. So Ant-Man and the Wasp and then Doctor Strange. I really feel like we should revisit Iron Man 3. I'm fine. I have Captain America Civil War and Iron Man 3 as my next two. So I'm fine with either one of those in the next slot. Iron Man 3. And sure. I think we should also revisit Age of Ultron at this point. Like, oh, I, yeah. I feel like 12, 11, and 10 is a good spot to put Age of Ultron. I think Ultron should be above Doctor Strange. Captain America First Avenger. No. Absolutely not. I think it had a much harder job to accomplish, and I think it did it better. No, absolutely not. Age of Ultron is a disjointed mess. Is it? Yes. It is, Why is it disjointed? It is overstuffed and bloated, very similar to how I feel about BBS. But, like, I, I think some of the threads that Joss Whedon put in there were not meant to pay off until Infinity War, but because he never got to do it, right. we we lost a lot of that. So Age of Ultron looks worse 
than what it was planned to be, but the ifs and buts and coconuts kind of things, like, we, we don't know. It does give us a lot of our most real moments with these characters, where they're not just, you know, fighting bad guys. They're they're hanging out with they're each candid, other. We learn about who wrong. they are, right? You get the relationship between um, uh, Widow and Hulk. You get the, the hammer scene and, you know, the possibility maybe Cap was going to be able to lift it, you know? And you get the thing with T- Iron Man and Tony, or Iron Man, yeah, <laughs> Tony and Steve on the on Hawkeye's ranch or whatever where, where he, like, that lifts the great. thing. Yeah, and that was kind of a setup for Civil War, but that scene Don't was Don't you get a little voiced when he does that? When yeah, oh, like, yeah. And Groot I mean, does not. But... I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's some really important Mom. character development in Age of Ultron, though, that I think is really significant. It, it sets up a lot. I mean, you, you're bringing in Scarlet Witch. You bring in Vision. Um, I think that James Spader as Ultron was good. Not necessarily great, but... But I, there again, there's that villain. The the good villain. You're right. You know. But it's just it's another thing to add to the list is all. I think, I think Age of Ultron has more good things about it than First Avenger does. First Avenger has wow. the introduction yeah. of Captain America. Well, okay. So are we putting Iron Man 3 at 11? Because we shouldn't have this I'm fine with that. Okay. That works. So we are now in our top 10, guys. And that's the thing. I feel like First Avenger is a top 10 film, but that's it. It goes at number 10. (laughs) I really do. I I think that it's... It was not, you know, the first film, right? That's Iron Man. Iron Man was still a tighter film. It was still better visually. Even though they were writing the script on the fly... The story is more compelling and doesn't so, drag on. I'll watch Captain America First Avenger before I'll watch Age of Ultron. I guarantee mm. you that much. I, I have Captain America the First Avenger much higher than Age of Ultron on my list. Uh, but I have Age of Ultron I'm... higher on my list than you guys do already anyway. So yeah. so what do you have here at number 10? At number 10, uh, I have the original Avengers. You think Ultron is better than the yes? Original I, I said that earlier on the podcast. I'm sorry, I, I must have misunderstood. I'm, I'm gonna say. Throw and I've said this that before here. on our previous. I know rankings. it's incredibly significant. That is not my argument. It was not that enjoyable, and there were lots of parts that were messy. I'm gonna say Infinity War. I'm. Yeah. I am not denying the significance. No. This is obviously the most significant film they've made. But <laughs> no, I think that's actually I, I was kind of forgetting about Infinity War altogether. <laughs> I might have argued for it sooner. Um, yeah, Infinity War is a movie that may or may not be good based on the next movie, and that's right? like, that's really lame. Um, you know, and I I apologize for any spoilers out there if anyone hasn't seen it yet. But you know the the deaths that won't be deaths that you're supposed to cry about, but you know it's not going to stick. But you don't just, know because it's not a, the next movie hasn't come out, so exactly we're judging it on ones. what the movie is. Right, right. And, now. and the movie by itself is a thing that I know that some of these characters can't be dead, and so I can't feel much for the movie. The, the The most feeling I had in the movie was probably when Loki died. <laughs> And then the movie loses me after that, really. So 30 seconds in, <laughs> and you're done. Okay. Look, I wasn't got, that. No. I, I actually have it ranked the highest of all my of all my Avengers movies, honestly. God, I, just, I mean, not, not I don't know. It's tough because it's so relevant to the universe, and all these other movies were leading up into it, and taking it face value, not going, well, this guy's got 10 more movies in his contract. You know, I think that the way it ended was a bold move. Even though I know that those characters are coming back, 
I, I think that this is being a Disney movie, this being a Marvel movie, it was a totally different tone than, than most of the other movies on this list. Uh, Josh Brolin's performance as the villain was among the top uh, villains of the MCU, if not the top. Um, and he th- was really happy because he didn't have to get in shape for it. Yeah, you got to see Doctor Strange in a way that was awesome. You Doctor got to Strange see was incredible um, Tony Stark in a way that was much better than some of his previous outings as far as like the char- the way the character actually... Uh, interacted with everybody else. Um, the I, even the like Black Order, despite them being kind of disposable, um, the one creepy dude was was it, that was on, a different kind of character. Yeah, where he's like preaching about how lucky everybody is to be dying by Thanos's hand. You know, th- there were yeah. there were a lot of redeeming qualities to that movie, in my opinion. And and not on top of that, the relevance to the universe. I think it I needs mean, to be higher than the other Avengers movies, in my opinion. But. You know. I don't know. I. It's not a hill I'm gonna die Age on. Of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. I have Age um, of Ultron at nine on mine. Of course, okay. I have Avengers I'm, at eleven, but or ten. I'm sorry, but I'm fine with Age of Ultron at ten. I want the first Avengers movie to be a little bit higher. I personally put it in my top five, but I, I, it doesn't have to be there. I'm not gonna die on that well, hill. But what about Captain America: First Avenger? And I'm just, I'm naming it that just so no one thinks we're miss. You're talking about a different movie. Like, I don't really think that that movie is better than anything else that we have on this list. I don't think we're going to agree on that. <laughs> I mean, we've obviously argued about that for probably well, yeah. a third of the podcast it, already. It's getting brought up a lot. Uh, I, I don't think we want to relent. I don't think you guys want to relent. So it's just going to be one of those things where we're going to have to meet in the middle and put it, you know... Well, higher I than you guys want really low. Well, so, well, I, mean. I mean, I've already met literally in the middle here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I, I, I would have put it, I would have put it lower. I would have put it probably. I mean, 12, I only had it at seven but, on mine, so it's not like it's in my top five or fair. anything. But wow. so okay, there is one I want to throw out here that that uh, I think there's just a reasonable spot for the first Ant Man. Yeah, the villain is not that interesting. The stakes are pretty low. And the impact on the rest of the universe is pretty low. It's a tight film. It's a well-done film. It's funny. You know, you got the Thomas the Tank Engine scene and stuff. But compared to the rest of these movies, there's just... It's so much smaller scale. Not, I mean, no pun intended. It is a much smaller scale film. Right? We're just talking about a suit that some military might buy and put into practice. We're not talking about world-ending stuff, Nazis with alien weapons, or anything like that, right? But I think that, for me, was a strength of the movie. And, you know, every other Marvel movie, oh gosh, this alien army's well, coming, how else will we defeat it? But this one was smaller stakes... Again, no pun intended, but it's also, uh, I mean, you get Paul Rudd. It was like the loudest thing in the world. You get Paul Rudd, (laughs) you know, he's a brand brand new, different type of hero than what we've had in this universe. Um, He's much more grounded character than, say, a billionaire, uh, you know, guy building a suit or a super soldier. He's a guy that, like, has an electrical engineering degree that is good at stealing stuff. But we're still talking the top ten, right? I'm not saying it's a bad movie by any I had it at number six. I had it above the first Avenger and Black Panther on my list. Wow. What about Age of Ultron, then Ant-Man? I'm good with this. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, I'm out of so it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, right. I could keep arguing, but it's really just going to waste time, so. Okay. So, then we're down to number eight. So, at number eight, uh, I mean, I'm... I, I'm going to continue to say... I have that at number seven, so I am I would relent at this point to have put Captain America vs. Avenger there, if that's where you guys want to go. Like, if that's something that... 
I'm still gonna say Infinity War. <laughs> you want you would put Infinity War below the first Avenger? It's it's tough for me because Infinity War because you wanted it at the bottom. I did, I did. I'm I'm trying to appease both of you. Like it, if it is in two people's top tens, that should mean something. So I'm taking that into account as well. And you're right. It it's. I'm looking at it now. I would rather go back and watch that movie ten times before I watch Infinity War again. I think it's maybe it's not as emotionally heavy. Which one, uh, the first Avenger? But yeah. it is emotionally hopeful, and you don't necessarily yeah. get a character that's going to inspire you. Like Wonder Woman. You know when I came out of Wonder Woman, I felt the same way. Oh, Carter is just effing great. That's another thing we haven't brought up. Haley, Haley Atwell being brought into the MCU is significant because she not only got her own spinoff show, but she was also just a really cool character. And in yeah, one other movie or two other movies. So, so that might this may be a misunderstanding. I wanted to put Infinity War. Oh, okay. At number, I eight. was talking about. Oh, Captain that's America fine. No, that's fine. Sorry, Infinity. Infinity if you guys War want eight. to put it there, then... I would rather watch Captain America than Infinity War. Wow. Okay. And don't get me wrong; they had a hard job to do when they made Infinity War, but they also chose to do that. So, you know, I can't give them too much credit. <laughs> so, all it's right. still in the top ten, guys. Like we're talking about the ten best movies they've put out, and so, so what we have left here, we have seven movies left. Um, I'm I'm going to say that Captain America: The First Avenger is probably the the default movie here next, right? I mean, I had I had Black Panther below Captain America: The First Avenger. I had that at eight, and Captain America: First Avenger at seven. And you also had Avengers lower, but that one is still in the running. I mean, yeah. I had First Avenger in my top five, and Black Panther was lower. See, it's tough because aside for some, so bad, we both had Captain America: First Avenger above. Uh, Black Panther. Aside for some bad yeah. CGI, because we're not going to argue that there's bad CGI in Black Panther. What, and in First Avenger. What do you like? What do you not like as much, or like more about First Avenger than Black Panther? Well, I think with Black Panther. It suffers from what a lot of Marvel movies suffer from, which is a villain that's a direct opposite. Copy. Yes, it's exactly it's yeah. Yellow Jacket in Ant Man. It's Iron Monger in the first Abomination Iron Man, and Hulk. Abomination and Hulk. Castilius. Um, yeah. it, it's they're all. I mean, like but that's. This. I mean, the Red, team it's, up, not like it's not Red like Skull's it's not like being able like to have cap, sure. though. Well. So, no, Red Skull. I think okay. They have the same skill set. If yeah. we're if we're trying to compare the two movies, my main problem with Black Panther was I think that uh, the story was very cookie cutter Marvel, and you could say the same thing about Captain America: First Avenger, but there wasn't a cookie cutter when that movie came that's out. True. So I think that that needs to be taken into account. Um, I also think that the racial uh, representation of Black Panther was important, but it also made people think the movie was better than it actually was, in my opinion. I think that people were kind of similar to what they first did with when the Ghostbusters movie came out. They were like, this is all women, this is an important movie, I'm going to like it. And, and you know, whether or not the movie's good. And they had already made up their mind before they went in. I think some of that, maybe not as extreme with Black Panther, but I do think that the racial uh, representation in that movie kind of overshadowed the actual quality of the movie when taken well, at the just face value. Well, the historical importance of that film supersedes everything else about it like it seems like that that's what i'm saying it's gonna go down in cinematic history but that doesn't make it a good movie so let's i mean obviously yes we're talking about only good films let's 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 talk let's talk about the villain that doesn't make it a movie that's better than other movies in my you know on the list it is basically now it may not be the only one but it's more or less the only marvel movie where the villain kind of has a point and isn't just some world-ending bad guy who wants to take over the world He's, Except he has like spaceships and you know whatever. Are there spaceships involved and things like? I mean, it's it's still no, a no, huge scale compared. I'm to I'm not talking a lot scale. I'm not talking scale. I'm talking motivation. 
right? This is a guy who feels that his family was wronged and he follows the rules of his culture to, to take rightful command of that country. He follows the rules exactly, you know, and the country more or less overthrows him illegally, right? Because they don't like him. You know, and he was slighted. He was, you know, he feels slighted. His yeah. fa- his family wasn't treated well, and he wants his people to to grow and expand. He's not, you know, Red Skull, the Nazi who wants to literally extinguish everybody, right? He he actually kind of has a point. His motivations are probably stronger than any other Marvel villain. I I wouldn't argue anything That's about not. how the villain the villain quality in that movie because I thought Killmonger was great. I really liked him. He was definitely the standout of the movie. But I do think that. That was about the only standout of the movie for me, as racial representation aside. If you're taking it just on the merits of it being a movie, it's still just a cookie-cutter Marvel movie, despite the fact that it had a better villain. I mean, it, sure, it, You're but... also arguing against a movie in Captain America, First Avenger, where the character literally embodies the heart of the entire, as far as I'm concerned, the entire series of movies. I mean, it's, he's the fighting spirit of the Avengers. He's, I mean, where Tony's the mind and the, you know, the strategist, Captain America is equally as important. You take either one of those two away. That's why Civil War is between the two of them with people rallying behind them as opposed to rallying behind Black Panther. Well, or... Yeah, but that, I don't think that's just the way it was, you know. I mean, there's obviously going to be another Captain America movie in the top five, so I don't think Derek's taking away from the character. No, I love Captain America. I love Chris Evans in the first two Captain but, America but stand films. up for the villain in Captain America the First Avenger they ha- you have a character that's the heart right yeah. and so so you literally give him the worst possible guy to go against sure. which is Marvel Hitler right but, but, I mean but First Avenger and is a time pretty period. standard war film if we want to talk cookie cutter right it's a pretty standard World War II film except the Nazis have lasers that's really the difference right like it's not a new concept either you know, if you want to use that against Black Panther, like, I'm, I'm I'm not going to keep fighting this fight because I think we're just wasting time at I mean, this may, point. Maybe maybe we are. But these two these two can be interchangeable for me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go you know to my grave saying okay, that so Black Panther is a better movie or a worse movie than Captain America. Ryan and Barry want uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther at number seven. Ray, man, if I had my way on my list, Black Panther is like my number three, number four. So I would have it higher, but I'm fine with this. Like I, I you. All make really good points. So I'm okay, so if we we're putting Black Panther at seven, are we putting First Avenger at six? I think Unless you put Guardians at six, I no. don't. No. Wow, <laughs> you guys really think Guardians is better than the other two? I yeah. think that Guardians is better than Captain America: First Avenger. Yes, and I love Gar- Captain America: First Avenger. Okay, all right. So we're down That's to fine. the top five then. So we've got uh, Black Panther at number seven, First Avenger at number six. We've got five left. Um, I think at this point, I think. Okay, so let me just make sure I, I know what movies we have left. We have. I'd be fine with putting Avengers here. That's where I was going with it too. Obviously, excited that much lower on my list, but so we have, we have Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Thor Guardians Ragnarok. of the Galaxy, and Thor Ragnarok. Those yes. are our five films. Okay, I just want to make sure that I'm not forgetting one. Um, so with that in mind, I would probably put Avengers here as well. I'm fine with that. Either that or Guardians. Guardians. One of the two. No, I'd put Avengers here. I like Guardians better than uh, Avengers. Because, I, like I said, I had Avengers at number 11 on my list, so I was not that high on it anyway. Right. Hi, Midnight Pearl. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to get outvoted. I'd put Ragnarok here. Really? Yes. Now, that's interesting. Why? Because 
it's incredibly easy to be super shiny and awesome if you're the only good movie in your trilogy. Like, <laughs> but it's not so. only a good movie in its trilogy. It's a good movie among all these other... You know what I mean? We have it in our top five. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, Quality at this point is kind of negligible because they're all five or six? good films. It's five, right? five, yeah. Five, yeah. I mean, they're all good films and I'd rewatch all of them right now if we wanted to stop this and go upstairs. I'd do that. <laughs> I actually, I, I think maybe Guardians goes here because we've been talking a lot about what, you know, the, the story and the villains and things like that and we talked, you know, we hit on Doctor Strange pretty hard for how the resolution was with the villain. This one literally ends with like a dance off and holding hands. We're really going to put Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy in the top five. No, I think we were, the debate was between Avengers and, at least for the three of us, or at least the two of us, maybe. I, I don't know if I know where you're going with it, but I mean, Rachel is going to put have, Thor here. The, we the have dominoes five have fallen left. this way. Yeah. So. <laughs> we, we've got, we've got <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ooh. and Avengers looking at this number Those are the five three slot. that have been up in the number, yeah. brought up in the number five slot. Um, and... I, th- I think maybe Guardians belongs here, not necessarily because it's not enjoyable. I mean, I, think I mean, Ronan all... was misused. Right, he, he was probably the weakest point of the entire thing. You can make it up by saying that Nebula was fantastic because she was and she still is, but Ronan was definitely misused, and it, it, they are doing some timey wimey stuff with Captain Marvel to fix that. So that's nice. But the... and if you want to talk about you know the, the way we talked about. Black Panther and Captain America, then Avengers deserves more credit than Guardians because it was their first of the team up films in the MCU, so they didn't already know how to do it. And Guardians is basically a space opera. It's Star Wars, right? I mean, there are so many parallels, and the music, the soundtrack is amazing. But that does make me like the movie. It's the only more one with a should. significant soundtrack. I mean, Spider Man tried it, and I actually thought they were going to do it, but they just played Spoon over and over, and that <laughs> doesn't count. So I, I I would say Guardians goes at number five. I know Ryan, you're not thrilled with that. I don't think Avengers should be this high, but it's whatever at this point. I know I'm going to get outvoted every time I say Avengers, <laughs> unless it's at number two. I, apparently, no, 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 I'm comfortable no, no, no. with Avengers being at five. So you, I mean, when I think of Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, I would rather watch Guardians of the Galaxy on a loop like five times than watch Avengers once. Not enough dudes are shirtless for me. More dudes <laughs> are shirtless in Avengers, but well, Chris you get Pratt a shirtless is, raccoon. You, 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 I do, and I, Chris Pratt, and Dave Bautista is practically That's shirtless the throughout the entire. Yeah, but he's like Kurt invisible. You can't even see him. Kurt doesn't wear. It's true. Was he even in that movie? Yeah, like, you can barely see him. Who? What? It was I a drag. joke. So it was just a, a Drax joke. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I totally so, was. He even in the second one? <laughs> Yeah, wow. We didn't even talk about how bad Drax was. No, we don't need too. to. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, all of his nipples. So, so, um, so here, so we we have the five movies that we have at this point. Everyone here thinks Ragnarok is better than both Avengers and Guardians. I yes. think we can agree on that. Barry, no. <laughs> can the three of the three of the four of us agree with that? That's fine. Because I mean, really, at this point, we're at the majority. We're nobody. Think, we're not all going to agree on everything. It's I, just not going to happen. You're right. So I already lost my battle on the hill with Captain America vs. Avengers, so I'm not. It made it higher than I thought it would with these two, to be honest with you. So yeah, I'm glad you were here because otherwise it would have been like number sixteen. Okay, so number five, put... we have to come up with a number five. Ragnarok. So I don't or think it's... Avengers. I don't. Okay, so if Avengers is your second pick, then maybe we go with Avengers. I think Avengers is fine. Okay, so if Avengers is number five, I think Guardians has to be number four. 
I mean, I can look. You at think that. that you think it's worse than wow. Ragnarok? I don't think it's worse than Ragnarok. I We're think, talking about like the yeah. peak of <laughs> like, all the Marvel movies at this point. Like so I love, really I love all these five films. I love them. I love all of these movies. And so I, you know, this is minuscule stuff. And right. I think that the Guardians. villain in Guardians is lame. I think the resolution of the villain is lame in Guardians. Right. The, the dance off thing, yeah, it's funny in Parks and Rec, but it's this is a a big blockbuster. Groot's sacrifice is pretty amazing. That, that was beautiful. It was well done and heartfelt. It was emotional. Like, that's what being a hero is all about, is protecting your friends and dying for the cause. Captain America would have done that, too, just saying. Yeah. He'd jump on that grenade every time. I mean, that's that's true. I think that's true. Um, so do we want to move Captain America up here? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm sorry. I just so want to be flip, clear what we're, we're talking Captain about. Captain America from 6 to 4 and put Guardians it, at 6. We're not moving Captain America. <laughs> Wasn't even a live grenade, damn it. Um, it didn't happen. Hey, look, that, he didn't know that. That random Aryan man was an asshole, and he proved it. Yes, no, you're right. And Tommy Lee Jones, I like a lot in that movie, by the way. Uh, we didn't talk much about that. So, okay. So, I think, so are we all basically in agreement that number one and two are some combination of Iron Man and Winter yes. Soldier? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then we just need to decide three and four between Guardians and Thor Ragnarok. I feel like it should just be a coin flip. I feel like Ragnarok had the harder job to do. I think Ragnarok is a more rewatchable movie, if that has any play. I, think I can, it does. I've watched it. I don't rewatch movies very often, but I've watched it probably three times at least since it came out. Well, let's let's talk about significance to the universe here for a minute, right? Guardians, yeah, they get the stone. Great. But look what happens in Ragnarok. Asgard is destroyed. The hammer is destroyed. Hela is way cooler than Ronan. Right? Like, I just like everything more about Ragnarok. And you're talking to, like, the biggest sci-fi nerd, you know, in the room, probably. Like, I love Ragnarok. I think they did an amazing job. But you didn't love it at first. You were not as No, I, I don't know what, what I was feeling. First, well, it's because the two of us walked out of there and felt like it was an elongated SNL sketch. There were a lot of jokes. And some of them were more missed than hit. Like, the comedy just wasn't as awesome. And I honestly don't think that's uh, the the writer's problems. I actually think it's because of how stiff Thor was previously. Mm-hmm. And having him say these lines... It was jarring at first. It but, was. But, I mean, once you the more, watch it again, it's like, okay, I'm used to it now. Well, so the it's more better. people he interacted with, the better the jokes got. Yeah, right. By himself making jokes at Loki. Plus like, Jeff Goldblum. I mean, come on. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was wonderful. Uh, you get, I mean, you get... I was more lesbian for Thor Ragnarok than I was for Guardians. <laughs> you get more Hulk. I mean, you get some <laughs> great... Back, you, you get some great character development of Bruce and Hulk. You Which really is a do. setup, a clear setup for Infinity War without having to be, like, in your face. You know, yeah. this is going to pay off in Infinity War, guys. Well, it's, it's the best you were going to get for a Hulk movie without the rights, you know? Yeah. And I thought they did a great job with that. I think that... They just need to sue Universal. They have the money. Just do it. Sue. Take them back. I don't think that's how it works. Take them back. Universal bought those rights. Take them back. Marvel like, should be thanking Universal, what? Fox, and Sony for Disney not letting them go bankrupt. Money. They so, can buy it back. Easy. Anyway. I just um, a Hulk movie already. So, let's do a vote. Ryan, which would you prefer here? Guardians. Barry. You don't want my vote. Thor Ragnarok, right? He wants First Avenger. I want First Avenger. But that's not left. You have one of the four that are left. First Avenger is far better than 
Ragnarok or Guardians. Highly disagree. (laughs) Well, you guys can disagree all you want to. Right? Barry, it's our show. (laughs) (laughs) Show respect to your elders. I'm the oldest one here. I've seen more movies. I know what I'm talking about. You might not. Just because you're older doesn't mean you've seen more movies. Just to be clear. but Oh, no. I'm not saying it's not true, but just because you're older, that's not... Uh, I don't know, I've had to stick a lot of time into Star Trek, so... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what are the votes? We're we're Uh, just making this even longer. Guardians. Guardians. Alright, so Guardians at number four. Ragnarok at three, and that's it, guys. We're done. We're not gonna battle to the death on this. This one's very tough for me. This is a very difficult one. I think both of these movies are fantastic. I gotta do Winter Soldier. I'm just voting now. I, for two or for one? one? Yeah, I put Winter Soldier at number one also. See, I, I kind of put Iron Man. I knew you would. Bit, just a little, why? Why like, not argue with everybody? No, it's a little bit of an edge, and, and I'll explain why. Iron Man is an incredibly tight film, right? It's very grounded in reality. It seems like it actually could happen. It launched this entire universe at a time where... The movie technology had not quite caught up to what like, it needed to be yet. The impressive part about that is that they wrote new stuff every single day sure. and it still turned out as well as it did. It there's no reason why it should. If we said if we found out right now that they were writing Captain Marvel on a daily basis, you just wake up, go to set, and they were <laughs> right? writing it, we would all be frantic and angry and like dumpster fire everywhere. But they did that with this, so it came out much better than it should. Winter Soldier is technically better. Is it? Yes. How so? Um, because I said so. Great examples. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the multiple stunt scenes. Uh, the the fight on the helicarrier. The um... <laughs> that's very distracting. Can we ban Docro? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I'm sorry. So, so you, you like the fight scenes. The, the choreography is tight. The choreography is great, and it was actually performed, like, on, on set. Sure. Whereas too many of the Iron Man ones were dangerous, and they had to do CGI around it. So, you know, stunt people CGI actually now I mean, is looking pretty dated, too. You, on earlier ones, you were talking, complaining about CG, and if you go back and watch Iron Man... It's still a great movie, but the CG does look dated at this point, and, and not, I mean, not and on, on Blu-ray, I, I don't really think it does. I mean, I'm not saying it's amazing. It's not as good as what we have today, right? But, I mean, Winter Soldier doesn't focus a lot on special effects. It doesn't need to. You know? Right, which and, is a plus in this case, because you're comparing it to a movie that's absolutely. very special right, effects. Right. Look how no, 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 technically just... intense just the first fight scene between Batroc and Captain America Not is. to mention the under-the-bridge scene I'm and not sure the elevator scene. The, the, yeah. Comparing those two fights in an Iron Man movie, I'm not sure that's apples to apples, because you're talking about a choreographed fight with people versus a choreographed fight of mech suits. Like, you're not going to have the same... Well, nothing about the movies is really comparing apples to apples other than the fact there's a superhero in each of those and they are movies, in fact. And I think it's kind of funny you say that Iron Man is... Ground, you know, is is like based. It could in reality, sort of, it could happen. But then a super soldier, no, outlandish, can't handle that. With espionage, <laughs> right? Line yards that never happens. Government conspiracies, nope. Yeah, Steroids we're talking about. Hang on, we're talking yeah. about a fleet of flying aircraft carriers that can pinpoint people on the ground and turn invisible. Just That's be being clear, controlled. Unbelievable. Hang on, hang on. That's being controlled. By a 100-year-old Nazi who put himself in a dated computer system. You want to tell me that's more realistic than a dude who built a mech suit? Come on. Actually, didn't Arnim Zola blow up before the 
the uh, yes. helicarrier's yeah, launch, he so he wasn't controlling them. Sorry. But it was, it was his algorithm. Was no, no, no. Controlling. He built the algorithm that controls the, the helicarriers. That's the whole reason they go and see him. So that's still right. He just wasn't physically on the boat. Technically, he wasn't <laughs> physically in the computers either. So I mean, his, all of his consciousness was. Right, but, so, but that's my point. Like, that's more realistic than a mech suit. We have mech suits. They're just not as advanced as Tony's. Like, that's a bigger leap, you don't think? I mean, who's to say we don't have satellites that can pinpoint people? And I mean, we have cameras that can zoom in on somebody's sure. watch from space. Absolutely, I saw I saw Enemy of the State. I yeah, know exactly. What you're you know about, what's up? But they're not invisible aircraft carriers. Do we know there's not invisible aircraft carriers? <laughs> I mean, I guess not. if they're invisible, how do we know that they're there? Yeah, exactly. Because they're not know, invisible Derek. most of the time in the movie, are they? I'm just saying, I don't really have that hard of time believing either one. I, but one is a guy who wants to steal weapons technology to make money. Maybe He's we should just take a vote because I feel like we're just going to keep it's arguing. Two, I think we're two for two. I think we have to bring in the the watchers. Are we two for two? Yeah. Are we though? I'm, I don't I, think so. It's because it's me and you as Winter Soldier. You're fighting for Iron Man over. I actually think Iron Man is the better move. Okay, oh, well, I guess okay. you are. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was you oh, and I are. Okay, my bad. I didn't. I thought you were fighting for Captain America. I did being Captain America. <laughs> no, I was, I was being so devil's confused. advocate here. Um, so, all right. So, if you're in chat in Twitch chat, I know we have a few people out there. Which movie do you think belongs higher on this list at number one? Is it the first Iron Man movie or Captain America Winter Soldier? And don't just say Iron Man to stick it to Ryan, and Doc don't, Rev. Please don't pick another movie that's not one of those two. Because <laughs> uh, those are our last ones. So we'll give people a couple of minutes here to vote uh, while we do that and, and tally things up. Uh, I do want to announce real quick before people tune out that starting... If they haven't already. <laughs> if they haven't already. Starting August 1st, which is... Uh, this is this week um, we uh, launched a new Patreon exclusive, a patron lounge on Slack, which allows you to actually chat with us and socialize with all of the hosts and people on the Heroes Podcast Network, talk about the shows, talk about nerd culture, whatever you want. Um, so please go to patreon.com slash heroes podcasts uh, to check out the details for that. We're really excited about it. Um, and it looks like we have a vote for Winter Soldier. And that seems to be the, the only, only vote, vote that we so. have. So, um, so yeah. So I don't know. D- Denise is nearby. Do you have a vote? I oh, got a vote for us. Now we're tied again. No. I was really hoping she'd wow. say Winter Soldier. We'd be done with it. Um, so maybe we should make this a poll on Twitter. Yeah. And next week we'll announce the winner. I'm okay. cool with that. I think that's fine. Okay. So it's a close one. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, follow us at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter. I'm going to launch a poll shortly after this episode releases on Thursday, August 2nd. Um, we'll have the poll up for a few days. Not sure how long yet. Um, and you'll get to vote between those two movies. So let us know which you think is best. Woo, Barry. Yes, sir. Where can people find you out on the the internet sphere-verse? He doesn't want to be found. <laughs> Other than my Facebook page, probably nowhere. Fair enough. Right now. Fair enough. Ryan. Buster props, just like it is every week. So if you're We could have a new else, listener. You never know. We probably don't. Fair Not enough. at this point in the podcast, anyway. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Ray? Uh, I am Siren Ray. Cosplayer. That's my handle on everything. Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Guys, I just launched a Kickstarter for a calendar. I... Uh, I really would love the support. Just go check it out. 
the Kickstarter web uh, URL is on everything. It is a little bit long for me to just spell out, but if you just search Siren Ray calendar, it'll immediately take you there. Just look at it, contribute a dollar. It would mean the world to me. Thank and you. That, that's S-I-R-Y-N-R-A-E. Yes. Siren like the X-Man. There you go. And I am the Star Trek Dude. You can also find me on Red Shirts and Runabouts, our Star Trek podcast, and Gamer Heroes, our video game podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. We are at Heroes Podcasts everywhere. Thank you for joining us on this super long episode. We will be back next week. Are we rewriting Suicide Squad? No. No? Something else? Yeah. Reviewing Cloak and Dagger, I think, is what... No, we moved that, too, so we gave ourselves more time. Because the finale is happening this week, so we moved it a few weeks to... Just gotcha. watch the whole show. So what's next week? Uh, All right, don't worry about it. We'll You'll just it have out. to tune in next week. We'll catch you guys next time. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.